Okay, okay, I'm sorry. This is just typical of me. We've gone through three episodes and we haven't done a single thing yet. I've talked about it, I've danced around it, and I've illustrated a few vague concepts. These are just a few of my familiar stall tactics. I think my clinical diagnosis is officially called procrastination. In Stephen Pressfield's book, War of Art, he calls it resistance. It's all the stuff that comes between us and what is truly important. Okay, let's try this again. Welcome to You Have Stories. This is going to be kind of an arts and craft episode. We're going to assemble our memory journal. This is a powerful tool that will help us dredge out those long forgotten memories and get them organized. This step is critical to help us pin down our source material. Just a quick review. Source material is all of the facts, details, timelines that we can use to create our personal stories. At this point, it's a big treasure hunt for all of those details. Well, let's get our craft materials together. Take some notes or even stop the podcast so you can run around and track down all of this stuff. To start with, we need a three-ring binder and a ream of paper. Yes, I did say a ream of paper. I have not created anything new here. I stand on the shoulders of giants who have come before me. I want to try to give credit to those people whenever possible. The ream of paper idea comes from David Allen's great book, Getting Things Done. If you have ever wanted to organize your office, home, or more important, your life, this is a great book to get you started. One of the first steps in the process is called Collect. We're going to do a mind dump onto this paper. Think about all these memories as note cards in a recipe box. I still have my mother's recipe box. It's a small red and white box that sat in the kitchen corner cupboard. My best guess is that the box and most of the recipes inside are well over 75 years old. Some look pretty good, but others are faded and almost impossible to make out. Your memories are a lot like those recipe cards. All we are doing at this point is just trying to find those faded cards. They're all over the place. Not lost, just sort of mixed up and messy. A task of this type can easily be overwhelming to a person. After all, you're looking at your entire life. Decades of long-forgotten memories. How can you possibly write all of these down on paper? Don't worry. We're going to do this together, one step at a time. Okay, on with the list. A three-hole punch. Posted notes. Maybe even some different colored posted notes. Your favorite pen or pencil. By the list, I think you can tell we're going old school with this. Here comes the arts and crafts portion of our show. I asked you to get a big stack of plain white 8.5 by 11 paper. 
I realize you're going to have to three-hole punch all of this paper in order to get it into the notebook. You could use pre-punched lined notebook paper, but I really prefer plain white, if at all possible. There's something empowering and intimidating about a plain piece of paper. I want to use that to our advantage. Okay now, the paper's punched. Take one page for each year of your life. So if you're 30, that's 30 pages. If you're 69, that's 69 pages and so on. Now place them into the notebook. Go ahead and pause this um, and get this done, and then we'll get back together. In our list, I had mentioned that you should get your favorite pen or pencil. It's finally time for us to do some writing. Down the road, I have a few great pen and pencil stories to tell you. But we need to get back to work, so that, that can wait. The next step is to write down at the top right-hand corner of the page the year and your age. Now we're putting it up in the upper right-hand corner so that it'll be easy to see when you're hunting for a, a certain year. Now remember to match the year to your age. I was born in 1956, so that's zero. I became one year old in 1957, so that's the second page, and so on. Just a tip to help you hunt through the notebook faster, you could put a page divider in every 10 years. Okay, the notebook is complete and we are ready to go. Now as you get started on this, I can hear a lot of you mumbling about computers and Word documents and spreadsheets. No one uses paper anymore. Why can't we use our computer or our smartphone? I get it. I get it. I know where you're coming from. Just hear me out on this. There is a method to my madness. You can use those newfangled gizmos down the road, but for now, let me just defend my method. Paper and pen is a tactile experience. It engages more of the senses. Just the act of a pencil on paper can get the creative juices flowing. That's what we're looking for right now. Some of you might even experience the smell of pencil lead and be transported back to Mrs. Michaela's third grade class. You've already made the notebook, so let's just give it a try. Depending on what you decide to do, you'll have plenty of opportunity to get out that fancy laptop or even buy a new flash drive. The important thing now is to just start capturing memories. Now I will continue to deliver this disclaimer as we continue moving forward. We are not writing stories right now. This is the capture phase of the process. Now each of you will start experiencing that rush of memories as you pour over the blank pages. Try not to write the story. Just a quick statement or a phrase will bring you right back to that place. You won't forget the story if you jot down just a quick note. Find the page that has the year it happened and write down the note. 
Be sure to have some extra paper nearby just in case you strike it rich along the way. Put the year on the top corner of the page and keep going. That's another great tip from David Allen's book. Just keep moving. Don't stop to smell the roses or think about your mother's rhubarb pie. We'll have time for that when we go back to these wonderful places later. By the way, remind me to give you my mother's rhubarb custard pie. It's absolutely amazing. Okay, here's your assignment. Page through the notebook and jot down events and where they happened. If you can pin down a date, that's wonderful. If not, just get it in the right year or even close is fine. Weddings, birthdays, deaths, jobs, new car, graduations, victories, losses, all of that. You'll be surprised how many details you will come up with. Okay, number two, start documenting those memories that come to mind. And they will. I had asked you to have post-it notes handy. If you are not sure when something happened, but it does come to mind, write it down on a post-it note and get it in the ballpark. Here's an example of that. I got my first car from my Uncle Pete when I was in high school. It was a charcoal gray Buick Wildcat. Man, what a car. I was either a junior or a senior. I can't quite remember exactly when I got it. I put it on a post-it note and stuck it in 1974. Close enough. And again, it's so important that you don't stop to think about this. Just keep going. Here's your warning. Don't stop and write your story. You'll be shocked how quickly and how many long-forgotten memories come rushing back when you start this process. One last piece of advice that I discovered the hard way. It can be emotionally difficult to revisit some of these memories. Don't sit too long with the hard ones. Just move on. You will be shocked as to how fast these memories come and how many there are once you get in the zone. Also, be sure to take a break. This process is draining. Don't plan to sit down and do this for two hours. At times, 15 minutes might be too long. Take a break and come back to it when you're fresh. Okay, that's it. Good luck. Have fun. And we'll see you next time on You Have Stories. <laughs>